Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast from Variety in which we talk to some of the brightest minds working in media today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. Paramount and Nickelodeon are behind the new movie Dora and the Lost City of Gold, but they weren't alone in that regard. Walden Media teamed with them to bring the iconic children's character to the big screen for the first time. It's the latest family-friendly film Walden has partnered with a major studio to make going back 16 years, including Chronicles of Narnia and A Dog's Purpose. But as my guest, Walden CEO Frank Smith can attest, his company's strategic approach to the business has had to change with the times. Thanks for coming in, Frank. So viewers are used to seeing the Walden name, but explain why family-friendly is sort of the company's specialty. Well, you know, our brand was created specifically uh, for uh, families because, you know, you can have a cineplex out there with 18 uh, movies and there may not be anything appropriate to take young children to see. So our our company's mandate has always been to find um, inspirational stories, uh, family-friendly stories, that, you know, hopefully will be cross-generational so that a grandparent uh, can take a grandchild to a movie. And then afterwards, while they're having lunch or dinner, they can sit and discuss and have a conversation. We're trying to bring people together. And as I said, you've been doing this for about 16 years now. Uh, talk a bit about the corporate parentage and, and the Anschutz side of this. Uh, yes, we are uh, wholly owned um, by um, Anschutz uh, Corporation. Our, our big sister is AEG, AEG Live, um, mm-hmm. and we're the film division. So, um, uh, But our company, I, I run it like a, a, it's a separate autonomous business. We have our own goal um, to do a certain amount of films a year, a certain quality of films, and, uh, and we're focused on that. And as I mentioned as well, Dora now yeah. in theaters. I was surprised when I saw this movie because uh, obviously it's kid-friendly. That's what Walden is all about. But it also felt a bit aged up Mm -hmm. as if this was for uh, an older audience. So what was the rationale there? Oh, uh, well, you know, Dora was an incredibly popular, you know, animated TV series um, that appealed to younger kids. But the kids started to grow up with Dora and and age up with Dora. And when you're doing a, you know, a live action feature film, when even when you're using known IP, you want to make it uh, appeal to the broadest audience possible and age it up, especially when you're spending that much money to make a live action CGI hybrid film. So, of course, we age we age the kids up to make it, you know, more comedy, more interesting um, and more fun. Um, and and also to bring parents wanting to see it with the kids, you know. And it felt sort of classic Walden in that regard because you guys have done a lot of these movies of the years that are sort of adventure, kid-friendly. So what sort of formula does Walden bring to a space that, frankly, there's lots of companies, bigger companies, (laughs) that are targeting kids' Well, we've had some great uh, success. I mean, you know, besides Chronicles of Narnia, we did Bridge to Terabithia, which was a little movie that did tremendous business and wonder a couple of years ago. Um, But when uh, when I saw that Dora was being um, developed into a live-action CGI feature film like this, it, it immediately lit up in my head that this was a lot like Journey to the Center of the Earth, which we made and was wildly successful. We've had two films uh, with New Line and and Warner Brothers. 
um, as as well as um, Nim's Island, which is a film we made with Jodie Foster and Gerard Butler and, and Abigail Breslin, which we're very proud of. And it, there was a lot of similarities. Big action adventure. You have um, funny adults. You have smart kids. Um, and it's very inspirational for kids to see these kind of stories, you know, um, of, of, of being in, in situations that, you know, we're never going to be in, but that these kids are the smart ones that, that pull, you know, pull it off and save the day. So how does Walden operate? Because we've talked about Warner Brothers. We've talked about Paramount. So explain, you know how you function in relation to the studios that you partner with. Sure. Um, well, we are a production company. Uh, we are not a studio. We do not. Uh, we make films. We deliver films. We co-finance films. We wear many different hats. Uh, historically, when Walden started, they were true. Uh, you know, we developed everything internally and then set it up with our home studios, which at that time, uh, it w- you know, was Fox. And... You know, the industry has changed so dramatically around us and so quickly, you realize to to be to, to continue with your mandate, to be relevant, you have to change with the industry. And that included starting to develop stuff for television, um, flipping projects that were intended for feature film over to the streamers, um, and changing how we do business. Because when somebody sits in the theater and they see Walt Disney Pictures and Walden Media present, they don't know whether the film was originated with Walden or with Disney. They don't know if Walden's a financier. They just, they see the movie, they like the product, they see the names. And so I realized there's a lot of um, uh, of uh, IP out there that's being made that's so perfect for our brands. And it was such a shame when I see a film released and I say, that should have been a Walden film. Well, the only reason it wasn't is because we did knock on the studio doors at the time and say, Hey, uh, we would love to come in on this film early if possible. We like to be part of the development process to make sure it has the, you know, it fits the Walden brand perfectly. But um, we we started tracking all these projects where they were going. So even if we were outbid by a studio, we would then knock on the studio door and say, Hey, we still want to be a part of this. Um, we'd like to come in. And Walden is a known brand. And um, what we found was the studios were thrilled to have us come in because to put Walden's name on a film is like a seal of approval for a lot of parents. Yes, we're not Disney, but there's there's an aspect of that that parents say, oh, it's a Walden movie. It's okay. It's okay for the kids to watch. It becomes a brand like Disney. Well, how do you differ from Disney? Is there something about the Walden brand that tells <laughs> the audience uh, this is not like Disney in this way? And how do you compete against the company that big? Well, first of all, we're, we're really not competing against Disney proper, the the studio anymore, because they're they're making you know Marvel and and large budget films and we've veered away from that. It, you know our early films were made with it. Holes was with Disney. Bridge to Terabithia was with Disney, and Disney's not doing those films anymore. So we searched who is Lionsgate, Amblin, uh, who's making those movies that 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 Walden should be making these twenty five to fifty million dollar family films. And that's who we're partnering with now. So, so we do differ. Obviously, we're a production company. We're not, you know, the behemoth of, of, of Disney. But but they're not doing so much. Now, with the new streaming service, they probably will. And we'll be happy to be in business with them if they're making stuff in the Walden space. Because as you mentioned also, you're not just making movies anymore. Television, too. So what's going on on that front? Well, we're thrilled. We are, we're starting uh, production very shortly. Uh, principal photography, I should say, uh, for Babysitter's Club uh, with Netflix. 
So we're really excited about that. Classic uh, kids, yes, uh, classic kids uh, franchise. books uh, franchise, and and the show was on HBO years ago, I think in the nineties, and we've rebooted it uh, with a modern, fresh uh, take on it, and it's coming along really good. I'm very proud of this project. So we're starting to do a lot more with the streamers, Netflix. Um, uh, we have uh, Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, mm-hmm. another Babysitter's project, not to be confused, which is a feature film with Montecito. Um, Ivan Reitman, and we're thrilled that that's coming along great and also starting principal photography uh, shortly. So it's fun to be in business with the streamers. It's, it opens up a whole new space for us. It's not just about the um, about the traditional studios or traditional television. So, Well, to some degree, is it also about the kind of kids' content that you want to do mm-hmm. is getting crowded out by the marbles in the theater Correct. world. It's harder. Streamers, Let's not kid ourselves. In the day and age we live in, to make a $25 million movie successful, that we had uh, Wonder and A Dog's uh, Purpose in, in, in the same year. And both those films were done for a price. And both those films were well done and wildly successful. It, it, it's it's it, it's incredible, and and you can still do it. But to get a film off the ground, I mean, what you have to spend in P and A is more than you spent to make the film itself. There's a lot involved. So the the streamers, it's a different setup. It's a it's a different financing model, but um, but it opened up a whole new world for us. And we want you know we want the brand out there. We want to be relevant, and, and the times are changing. So so the trade off is you are not saddled with this massive P and A spend, but on the other hand. Your back end is capped. limited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, does that make you nervous? No, because we still are doing our feature. We're doing a little bit of everything right mm-hmm. now. I have feature films going into production. I have uh, television streaming going into production. Some things we are co-financing. Some things we are producers for hire, which is something that we didn't do uh, in the past. You know, we've been developing things, and if you know, if we're not you know, happy with the financing deal or the financing deal can't be made because it's going to a streamer that doesn't let you peek behind the curtain. There's no way to give you upside, right? So we, we're we open to, uh, you know, different structures uh, depending on what works on that particular project. It's very project specific. So it's, you're not just money. You no. are a company that... We're a brand. We're you're a, company. a specialist. Yes, we're a specialist. And it's interesting. Very Recently uh, on a project, we tested it. Um, actually, early on in the development, we said there's something in this project, which is a very family-friendly PG project. There's something in there that parents will not like, and we really should take it out. And the studio argued with us. Oh, you're walled and you're being way too sensitive. <laughs> and we said, no, parents are going to have a problem. And then we did uh, two test screenings, and in both test screenings, parents said, Loved it. It's really good. But I can't. Except, except I have a problem with this. And the second test screening, they said, I can't even recommend this film because that's in there. And I wasn't going to say I told you so. We just said, I think it's time to take that out. And they said, agreed. The studio at the highest level said, agreed. It comes out. And by the way, it's not that. I can see why most people would have glossed over it. We've well, been, can we, you tell us what exactly? I, I, I can't get into specifics <laughs> on it. I can tell you that we've been doing this a long time. And right. w- it's very interesting. Walden has a loyal following. And we get uh, letters, not blogs, letters from parents sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that this was appropriate. And, 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 and you know, y- you can't please everybody, but you have to err on the side of caution. You have to make content that will appeal to the broadest audience possible. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different threshold for what they think is appropriate for a six-year-old or seven or eight-year-old. Um, but you want to make content that if you can even think for a second, some parents are going to have a problem with this. It's not necessary. It's not, you know, 
integral to the plot, then then take it out. Why why upset? And you know, it's interesting because Disney historically, that was their MO. If you look at Disney films um, historically, it's been very down, you know, right down the middle and very careful about what they put in their films. Hmm. Well, I'm also wondering, we're talking about Disney and Paramount, but your first look deal is actually currently at Fox. Uh, I think I think it ended uh, Friday <laughs> after <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> wow. So... What does a ma- what does a first look deal matter at, to a company like yours, and what could you be doing next on that? Front? Well, you know, it's interesting. We've always had first look deals. We had ten years at Fox before that. We were at Disney. That's how the Narnia franchise got set up there originally. But um, a first look deal was important to a production company, especially a well funded production company. We have a lot of capital, um, so to know that we have a first look deal, a stu- home studio, number one, number two, if we develop something internally, to know that we can put it to a studio was always very important. But times have changed so dramatically over the past 15 years that I'm wondering whether, you know, you, you do you need a first look deal in this day and age? And I gave it a lot of thought knowing that the Fox deal was coming up and and obviously with what's going on there, you know, it wasn't going to be renewed at Fox. Um, but I was shocked to find out that studios came to us and they said, oh, your deal is ending. We love Walden. And hmm. we would like to do a first look deal. So we are in talks right now with a major studio to do a new first look deal. And I still think after giving a lot of thought, I'm old school and the primary focus of the company is feature film. So to have a first look at a studio, I think is still valuable. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see where that one ends <laughs> up. Um, getting back to what comes next after Dora uh, in theaters, what is sort of the next big project for you guys? Uh, we have another one with Paramount uh, called Playing With Fire, which, uh, as you saw, the trailer just dropped. Um, and uh, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena, John Leguizamo, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, just a, a really uh, a great family comedy directed by Andy Fickman, who did parental guidance for us. Uh, about uh, nine or ten years ago, which was a, a huge success. So we're very excited about this. It's it's um, very sweet family comedy movie. And when you, I'm curious about: do stars matter in family friendly movies? You get a John Cena. I'm, is there? It seems to me that's more a genre where, at the end of the day, it's about story or it's about brand. Uh, Yes, star, I think stars still matter, and I think they matter a great deal. I mean, we Wonder was wildly successful. Um, having Julia Roberts in it and Owen Wilson didn't hurt. You know, it, it definitely it gave it um, it gave it the uh, you know the gravitas, and and so adults would say, well, maybe I should see this movie. And so I think stars still matter, and I think star power is what this you know the whole town was built on, and I think it still does. You still have your outliers; these films that will do extraordinarily well with you know without big name talent but for the most part it's more bankable it's more you know it's less risky is is there still the same ability for the kind of movie that you do to be sort of the biggest of hits is that still something that or or in this day and age it's like you know it's it's only the superhero movies or the fantasy movies that get the top blockbuster dollar let me tell you for somebody that has i'm in a very unique position because we have made films with every studio in hollywood and so I've seen the accounting <laughs> from every studio in Hollywood. And we have made huge films like Narnia, where the budgets are 200 million plus, right? And we've made films for 18 and 20 million. Your profit margin, what, what people in, in, in look in the, in, you know, in the general public and what people read in the papers and online about success of a film and box office has nothing to do with the bottom line. 
because mm. you can make a $25 million film and make a much bigger profit than a huge tentpole. Uh, these tent poles, I mean, are so enormous, the budgets, so bloated, as well as uh, the P&A that you have to put behind it worldwide to get them off the ground, and the back ends that you have to give away to all the talent, even if you do a pool deal. The reality is that they're very risky, and that's why it's not just the you know the, the Disneys of the world doing it. It's, it's a great risk, and they can afford to take that risk, and they're actually, you know, they're batting a thousand. They're doing a great job. You know what I mean? They're just... Um, well, it sounds like you're describing a bifurcation of the business where you've got this giant, massive budget blockbuster stuff that Disney mm-hmm. is doing. And then there's kind of everything else. And what I wonder about the everything else is, do you foresee a time where it's possible that the movies that you've made for these 16 years... They're not even going to be in theaters anymore. Streamers and TV networks are going to buy all that up. And your traditionally cinema-focused business will not be so cinema-focused. Well, I hope that's not the case. But should it be the case, uh, um, I can tell you, and I'm still running Walden, we can, we can, we're very um, uh, quick to, to change how we, the business is changing and change with it and make sure that we're still relevant. So if that's the change, then that's where we're going. And we already have our foot in the door with the streamers, and so that will be our model. But for the time being, I still think that people want to go to the movies to see a good, heartwarming, inspirational film, family comedy, whatever it is. I think people still want to go, especially with comedies, because I want to tell you something. Like a scary movie, a comedy is much more fun when you're in a theater with other people laughing. You laugh. It's infectious. Laughing is infectious. And seeing a horror movie is more fun in a theater when other people are screaming and jumping out of their seats. So the shared experience will always be there. And both those films, horror films, which we don't do, but horror films and comedies and family stuff, that's the price range that's always going to be you know, lesser. So I think there'll always be a, you know, a, a theater that, that's going to show that and people that are going to want to see it. It's it's nice to hear from a true believer in that <laughs> I believe business. It. I you know I love film. I love going to the movies. I love the lights going off and you're sitting in the theater. There's an excitement. There's other people, you know, rustling around, getting to their seats. There's this excitement. I watch a lot at home, um, but you know I prefer to see it in the theaters. And and even if it means going to the academy to see it there, it doesn't matter. I just want to see it in a theater. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious about what it's like hunting for kid-friendly, family-friendly, intellectual property, where do you go to find the properties that, okay, this is something that, let's say it's a book series and we could just make it into a movie and it's going to take the whole franchise to the next level. How do you stay ahead of that curve? It's tough. We're a small company. We're not a studio with several thousand employees and a huge development department. So we outsource some of it. Uh, We have uh, book scouts that are amazing that will say to us, this book is up and coming. Um... You know, uh, I can already tell you that this studio wants it and that studio wants it. And I say, oh, that's interesting. So we 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 follow things that way. Um, It's uh, this, you know, people, producers and writers pitching us projects, uh, you know, uh, looking for things that worked in the past that maybe we'd want to reboot. It comes to us from all different sources. You know, Um, we get pitched a lot from the agencies and, and the studios themselves will come to us knowing Walden, knowing our brand, knowing that we're well Capitalize The studios come to us sometimes uh, with projects. You've been at Walden 16 years, and I'm curious across that time, has what is the best content, what resonates most with kids? Has that changed a great deal in all this time? Are the kids today like a different breed entirely that respond to totally different themes? 
Wow, that's a good question. Um, I, I got to believe it's a little bit of, of both. I mean, um, I think a good story is a good story, and that transcends any generation. Kids want a good story. Um, but on the other hand, kids are, are, are viewing their content in a very different way and wanting, you know, if they go to the movies, it, let's not kid ourselves, you know, kids want to see these big blockbusters. That's what they're expecting to see. And if they don't see that, that might be a little disappointing to them. So they have to go into it knowing they're seeing something that's not, you know, huge. That might just be a comedy. That might just be, a, you know, a sweet movie with a good inspirational story. But I, I think kids expect more today because of all these Ten pole films agree, but I think a good story is still a good story, and it resonates. And word of mouth is still word of mouth. So, you've been CEO at Walden now for six years, and I'm curious about when was the time that preceded your taking the top job? It must have been a very different company. I mean, <laughs> what was the experience like of saying, "Okay, I understand what Walden has been in all this time that I've been here, but now it's time to go to the next level." Well. That's uh, that's a, 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 an interesting question. So, you know, going back, I left. Um, I was a business affairs lawyer. I worked at New Line Cinema. I came over to help start uh, business affairs at Walden and help build that company out. When I started at Walden, you know, it was a handful of people. And one day I got off the elevator and there were 90 people on a floor and a half in Century City. And I said to my assistant, who are all these people and what is it they do? Where did they come from? How did this happen? Because we were so busy building the company and getting Narnia off the ground that we, I had my head in my office and dealing with the same five people that were the principals. So it was, it was interesting. For me personally, it was a great growth because as a lawyer, I always thought, oh, I have a great creative idea, but I wouldn't dare give my creative idea idea to 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 the head of creative because they would think, you're just a lawyer. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, Watching a company change and grow, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse, when you're in a position that you're not directly responsible for making those decisions, you know, as the head of business affairs, I wasn't directly responsible for, you know, this film or, or that first look deal or whatever. You can critique it and take a step backwards and saying that's working, this isn't working, and you don't really have to you know, take the blame uh, for something because you didn't create it, but you're in a very good position. You're, you're, I was open to, you know, in every meeting I saw what decisions were being made. And I realized the way we're running this company isn't working. The industry is changing rapidly around us and we're just still continuing to develop internally and try to set our projects up, which left us with a, an enormous amount of projects that never found a home and a lot of money spent. And I thought there's a smarter way to do this. Other, other people are just, you know, developing quickly and flipping projects or, um, or jumping onto other people's projects. And I thought this is the mistake we're making and we need to change it. So when given the opportunity to run the company and revamp things, um, I changed a lot. I cut out a lot of stuff that we were, um, that we were doing that I thought was wasteful. I put on my business hat, but then I also got to put on my creative hat and I got to be involved creatively. And I realized I had good instincts and I, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. I stifled that as a lawyer for a lot of years because thinking but, that these creative people knew more than me. And then I realized, wait a second, there are a lot of studio chiefs in this town that started business affairs. There must be a, a you know, logical you know, <laughs> movement there. And so for me, it was, it was great. So I get to wear both hats. And so to this day, you're just as creatively immersed as 
That's correct. great. Correct. That's great. I, I love, I, I read, you know, every draft, every script. I have my comments because, uh, you know, when you're the CEO of the company, creative reports to you just as much as business and legal or, or, or marketing or anything else. You know, so you're ultimately responsible. And I give everyone my two cents um, on, you know, if we're structuring a deal, I, I, I put on my lawyer hat. If, if it's a marketing question, I, you know, I, I, I say, okay, what makes the most sense? You know, I've never run a marketing division, but what makes the most sense here? I take, you know, the people that work for me, I have to trust them, but I go with my own instinct as well. And how big is Walden today? Walden is small. I mean, we started out as 16 people. We were at 90 people at the highest, and now we're down to about 26 people. Uh, When I took over the company, I realized we didn't, there were a lot of departments that I just thought were not really that necessary. We had a huge marketing department at one point. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why? The studios are doing the marketing. Yes, we put up P&A money. Yes, we have uh, consultation and decisions along with you know key things like uh, trailer and, and, and U.S. release and things. But I don't need all these people. They're not creating this stuff. And you know, I don't need somebody to just translate. I went to a meeting over at uh, Sony, and, and, and this is what they're going to do. I, I could have one or two people for that. So I downsized that. Um, and other departments, too. I just felt there was just uh, too much fat. And so today, as you deal with the studios, I'm curious what it's like in 2019 in this world of incredible change and consolidation. Are they more or less open to a Walden coming in and collaborating and, of course, taking your money? <laughs> but, you know, is it more or less easy to do these kinds of things than, say, five, ten years ago? I think it is much easier. I think studios are looking, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to hedge their bets. Um, they're looking for partners. And I don't know how other partners are received, but I can tell you that the studios call me. Studio chiefs call me and say, hey, Frank, we got a project. We think it's Walden friendly. We'd love for Walden to come in on it. We're looking for a partner. Um you know, it, it, and one of the studio chiefs said, we love Walden. Their money's real and <laughs> and they're great people to work with. And your brand on our films, it's not a moving logo that, you know, doesn't fit our brand. And, and the people are going to scratch their heads and say, who is this? What company is that? You know, we are, um, we're film financiers, we're producers, you know, and we have a brand that we are very protective of. So I think all of those put together make us a really good partner for the studios. And I'm, I'm curious, in terms of you get a first look deal at some point, does that at all tie you down from cooperating with other studios? Does it limit you? No, our, deal, our deals have always been pretty lax. We're not taking money from the studios, so therefore they can't really dictate too many terms. It really just gives us a home studio. So our, deal, our deals have always worked that we are free to we're not precluded from investing or co-financing and producing into other studio films if we didn't control the rights. The only thing our deal really mandates is that if we control the underlying rights and develop it internally, that we give the home studio a first chance to look at it. And in uh-huh. lieu of that, we get certain benefits that I don't have. We're not an MPAA member, so I can't clear titles. Um, I don't have an automatic put with the studio. So there are certain things that I'm going to get in return uh, that are worthwhile for me. And I think it gives, I still think in this day and age, it gives some clout to say, for, for 10 years, we were able to say, we have a first look deal with Fox. And by the way, it also worked both ways. We would be the first person Fox would call, whether they had a slate deal or in between a slate deal, they would call us and say, hey, what do you think of this? In fact, 
we get pitched things that are so not Walden because I'm, I'm open to it. I always say to the studios, bring me anything. I'll tell you what fits our brand. I'm not expecting you to, to guess that. Bring us the projects. Love to read it and, and, and tell you if it works for us. And here's the other thing. We don't look to change the DNA of a project because, look, the content that I like to watch you know, might be edgier personally but we're not making that. And so I also know that quality is quality and and uh, you don't want to mess with the art form of it. So if somebody gives us a script and it's really good, but it's not Walden, but it could be Walden if something were changed, I don't ask them to change it. I just say, you know, we love this. This is great. This is going to do well. I'm not sure it fits the brand, you know, for this reason or that reason. But I would never ask somebody to, you know, to take the DNA out of something that they're showing us. And I'm curious, though, about the DNA of Walden. Is yeah. there ever a time where you guys need to redefine or expand your brand? You were talking earlier about horror movies are big, but we can't do no, that. No, we won't well, do that. But maybe the movie business gets to a place where if you want to make, keep making money, you better start making some horror movies. Well, we have a mandate first to make films that are inspirational that, uh, that you know. Horror it, does not inspire. It could be. By the way, there are. It could be. It depends on the horror movie. I just don't see it as our brand. But we do. I mean, we have changed. Uh, we did Everest a couple of years ago, which we did PG-13. We have moved into the soft PG-13 world um, because we want to do more adult dramas. We are developing right now a Cold War spy thriller um, based on a best-selling book called Billion Dollar Spy. And that is something we're very proud of. And that would fall into the, the soft PG-13 PG-13 because it's an adult drama, not because there's extreme violence or language or sex. It's just that it, it's not going to really appeal to a young kid. It's kind of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy meets Argo. And that may not appeal to young kids. But we are delving into, into that space. Interesting sign of change at yes, Walden. you got to change with the times. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing how you're going to continue to do that in the coming year. Thanks for coming in and talking Thank you to so me. much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. 